0: live from the journeys group studio this is taking care of business
1: good day this is tommy pate and this is george pate taking care of business today is the, uh, the second week of january i don't think where i'm at here yeah, yeah.
2: we're right smack dab in the second third week kind of right in the yeah, middle, we're in of, the middle of, of january yes we are
1: yes yeah we are uh, we're at the worst time of year for christmas because you're past christmas so you don't have the fun and enjoy but the bills are starting to come in from christmas
2: yep yeah um the the warm fuzzies have passed and now reality is
1: setting back in uh and there are a um also people are starting to get ready for income tax which is a terrible time of year (sighs) so is that that's why i've been so depressed lately yeah i can think of several reasons but yeah that'd be a good one uh but uh yeah yeah um interesting things going on in d c the um <laughs> what I was talking about was you having to work with your father no that though no, I was laughing about the d c comment oh yeah uh you gave me a look like what are you talking no about? no 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 yeah. I was laughing at
2: your d c comment i'm i'm uh i'm I'm snarkily laughing at what's going on in d c yeah it's
1: interesting to see that the Republicans are coming out swinging well right the get go. well and and it's 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 very and this is the only political comment I'll make it's strange.
2: Why have there been no doors kicked in or FBI raids on any of these uh, places that have had classified documents found in, in them, personal residences? Why have there been no full-on FBI raids? It's very, it's very strange how that happens because it seems not so long ago there was a former president who had his home raided because there were documents found there that shouldn't be there. But I, I guess there's a, a different standard um, nowadays.
1: Well, some would say that the former president you're speaking of had Russian ties, and our current president doesn't remember anything about Russia. Not even sure there is a Russian in his mind. <laughs> I do believe. I believe that. Now yeah.
2: it's it's interesting. There, there's there's a lot of buzz about this, and it, and it just seems to be getting worse and worse. And so I have to wonder: Is this something that they're going to be able to just? get rid of I it's, think th- it's, it's getting worse and worse every I think day. at
1: some point this may be uh, what the Democrats used to move Biden out of office for medical reasons i don't know they want her in there though that's well, that's, that's the problem that's, that's true too i'm totally depressed now yeah well it's just it's, it's
2: just kind of a um it's it's just the 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 flavor of the day what's what problems going on There's well I mean, if you think so. about that our, our
1: business which is you know managing money managing assets is so closely tied to uh to government. Yeah, it is, yeah it's uh it's hard not to be impressed depressed or oppressed <laughs> well and
2: and and um i know i know some people may get tired of us kind of ranting and raving all the time but again it's so closely tied into what we do that we have to talk about it well you there, read a headline no
1: and i just shiver oh god what's stock market gonna do today that kind of thing yeah so.
2: i mean i i see a headline and i'm thinking and, and before i even read the headline i think oh i mean what what ridiculous thing is this going to be today and what kind of impact is it going to have you know that sort of thing so yeah Anyway, my name is Tommy Pay. I'm a
1: certified financial planner with The Journeys Group. And
2: I'm George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with The Journeys Group.
1: We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, just outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. You can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, that's www. Dot the journeys com. Our website has a variety of uh, articles on it, uh, wrote uh, financial articles that rotate through constantly. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> One more time. Excuse me. <clears throat> there we go. It has links to our Facebook page, our Instagram, our YouTube videos, uh, upcoming events. We have a stay the markets uh, webinar in February. And we have a retirement planning workshop in Edenton in March. Mm -hmm. It also has uh, our schedule, if you want to get on our schedule, and how to get up with us. And last but not least, it has the podcast Taking Care of Business there. So if you miss a podcast and want to hear it for some unknown reason, that's the way to go listen to it. That'll cover everything. I believe so. Did, did we want to drop the actual dates
2: for the two events, or just kind of, or talk about that as we get closer? Because we do, we do have a date down. I, I didn't know. Oh if we well, by to... all
1: means pick up there, my good man.
2: Yeah, I, I, I was just checking to see so, yeah, the so the state of the markets webinar again. That's a virtual webinar. That is February the sixteenth at six p.m. over Zoom. That's again uh, over Zoom. Um, there will be a place on the website as we get closer to register for that. That's a Thursday, and then the Edenton event. Let me pull up my calendar. Uh, I do not have that date handy right now. Uh, they, it, that, that will be towards the end of March.
1: Yeah, and that's a two-night two, two night event.
2: Yep, so yep. uh, we've got, got lots of cool stuff coming up. Yeah. What are we talking about today?
1: We are going to start with the basics today since it's sort of kind of beginning of the year and talk about fees. And yeah, we hadn't talked about this in a while. This is something that we, we – some would say we harp
2: on, but it is the most – one of the most important things to consider when you're looking at an investment portfolio.
1: If you, uh, and I've said this before to many, 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 many clients, um, if you were to take the top 50 funds, no load funds, load funds, in-between funds, Front all, end, funds back end, all yeah, those. and strip all the fees out of them and just follow their performance, in a 10-year cycle, they're going to be within about a half a percent of each other. Basically, Wall Street and mutual funds are the same investments over and over and over again, just repackaged. Mm -hmm. All right, the difference is the fee structure. And we tell people this so much and then they get tired of hearing it. But depending upon what type of entity you're working with and what type of investment you're in determines your fees. Uh, If you are working with one of the big, Uh, box warehouse firms like uh, 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 Merle Lynch and Edward Jones, I mean, one of the big, big, big nationwide brokerage firms, you're going to have higher fees because they have more people to pay. You work with a small independent firm, you should have less fees because there's less people to pay. Less Uh,
2: hands that are going to be paid. Yeah, exactly.
1: Remember that um, whatever the fee of your uh, investment is, comes off the return so if you're having an investment that's grossing a nine percent return and you have two and a half or three percent in fees then your return is actually six and a half or seven percent and you got to be wary of this because when you look at the uh, marketing material or the the prospectus perhaps it will say last 10 years return of eight percent nine percent that kind of thing all right. So, how do you manage your fees? Well, it's difficult because in our industry, so many of the fees are hidden. Um, and that's everybody does it. There's not like there's a billing out there. That's just just way it's
2: done. The law is written that, that, that the fees can be disclosed. They're, dis, they're disclosed, but you have to go digging to find them. They're just not on the front page. They're mm-hmm. out there, but what the what the industry is counting on is that most normal people are not going to take the time to go digging in and find out all the little hidden fees they're paying so they are out there it just takes some time to dig into it
1: the other thing we see a good bit is people will say oh my uh, i pay one percent (coughs) and excuse me you may pay one percent in uh, i guess management fees to to, to your advisor Yeah. yeah But that doesn't disclose the fees that the mutual fund companies charge. Remember that when you are buying an investment, your person has to get paid, Wall Street has to get paid, and the people that actually run the mutual fund have to get paid. And there can be a difference from a 0.14% fee all the way up to a 25 or 3% fee. And that's where people kinda of get crossed up. They don't they, they, they don't understand that. If you were to call your mutual fund your excuse me, your broker today <clears throat> and ask here she how much how much they charge, they're gonna tell you what they charge. What yeah, what their individual fee is. If you ask them what the total expenses for the fund, you may get a totally different answer. Um, so let's talk about some of that. There are two classes of mutual funds. There is a retail fund. And there is an institutional fund. A retail fund is probably what 95% of y'all are in. If you're with the journey's group, you're an institutional fund. Uh, and I'll explain more about that in just a bit. A retail fund is Fidelity. As uh, a blank, Vanguard, uh, yeah, American funds. It's, yeah, and, and, it's just and, the rank and file funds that you see.
2: Yeah, if you have a 401k and, and you look at the company you're with, that, those are retail funds. Right? Right.
1: A retail fund typically has about 175 to 190 different positions, 175 to 190 different stocks. Uh, and in that fund, uh, there is a person, the fund manager, who he or she is buying and selling every day to try to get the highest return possible from that uh, for that fund. Uh, he or she is acting like a stockbroker for the fun, <clears throat> and
2: and and what is their fee? T- their fee is typically what between half a percent, half, half to one percent. Yeah,
1: the interesting thing is that every study shown to mankind has shown that there is no one that is that is effective in that position uh, because Wall Street is random. So there's really not a a way to buy and sell on a daily basis individual stocks now. Your question immediately is that can't be true because people make money off the stock market all the time. That's true. If it's a long-term investment or if they are day traders. And for every day trader you hear that makes big money, there's nine that went bankrupt. But essentially, you're paying a fee to the fund company for this individual to buy and sell stocks. And it's basically money wasted because, as I said, statistics show there is no, uh no advantage to that none none whatsoever consistently that job just cannot
2: be performed i mean and to your benefit there's just there's just no way that day after day that person can make the best picks for the fund every day and more often than not they're costing you money more than
1: they're making you and the real irony is if you take uh five different funds that are all classified as growth funds let 's say <clears throat> probably sixty percent of the stocks in those five different funds are repeated and in other words, they all have the same base, and so occasionally people will go well i'm i 'm very diversified because i 've got i 've got five different funds, yeah, and so we look at those funds, and there may be eighty percent of the same stocks in those five different funds. Uh, the second difference with a retail fund, well, inst- retail fund has about a 175 to 190 positions. An institutional fund contrast has between uh, nine and 12,000 positions. They are gigantic. They're huge. And they do not have a fund manager fee.
2: Now, and why is that?
1: <clears throat> they are so big, they trade very little. Um, when you have... Nine to twelve thousand uh, positions, you pretty much have all all stock market basically. Yeah, down to it.
2: Yeah, there's no reason to be <clears throat> buying and selling to chase the best return because you've already got everything represented. There, there's nothing out there that there's pretty much nothing out there that you can buy that you don't already have.
1: Yep. Okay. When you buy and sell a security or a bond worldwide, anywhere in the world. There is a turnover ratio that is charged back to the fund, which in turn charges it to you. And essentially, um, you're paying a a if the turnover is 75 percent of a fund, you're paying 75 basis roughly, 75 basis points a year in turnover fees. So you have this individual that's buying and selling stocks in a mutual fund, trying to get the best return, and he or she is charging half to one percent. And then you, the more he or she buys and sells, the higher the turnover fee is. So let's just say another three-quarters of a percent. So the fact that you're in a retail fund means internally, so far, you're paying another one to one-and-a-half percent in fees. An institutional fund, because it is so big, has turnover of typically less than 25 percent. So... They have almost nothing in terms of turnover fees, and this uh, excuse me, a retail fund, uh, as we've said, typically is quite repetitive. They typically are the same fee, the uh, same funds over and over and over again. Uh, an institutional fund, because it's so big, there is no 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 repeat. So let's sum it all together and take a look at it. A normal retail fund. Is going to charge you, and I'm counting the advisor fee as well. Is going to be an, an expense factor of anywhere from two and a half to four percent in fees, most of which you don't see because most of it's behind the scenes. And again, that's the way it's done everywhere. There's no no bad guy in this. Yeah, it's
2: not. That's not cheating the system or anything. That's just that's the way the game's played.
1: So you may go well, okay. So it's two percent more. So what? Well, a hundred thousand dollar portfolio. That's two thousand dollars a year. And over a ten year cycle you pay twenty thousand more in fees.
2: Which and, and and to take it one step further, that's twenty thousand less worth of growth now you have, mm-hmm. you know, because that money's going to the fund manager or whoever. So that's twenty thousand less in your account, which means you're not getting compound growth on twenty thousand more. Mm-hmm. Which which again you may say two percent, that's not that bad. But over a 20- or 30-year period, that's huge. I mean, you miss out on so much growth
1: because of excessive fees. Mm-hmm. So if you have a retail fund, you're paying, again, anywhere from 25 to 4% in fees. <clears throat> if you have an institutional fund, uh, the most expensive one I know, you're paying one14 in fees, and that includes the advisor fee. Do you understand now why the Jones Group does nothing but institutional funds? Because here's the caveat. Here, here's, here's the kicker. In terms of a fee, re, fee relationship, the journey's group gets paid the same fee, 1%, for an institutional fund that a broker-dealer charges for a retail fund. The difference being is that after our fee, there's only 0.14% that goes out to pay everybody else. Whereas with the retail fund, there's anywhere from two and a half to 4%. So our returns are better. I just uh, air quoted. -quoted, Yeah. yeah. Not because our returns are truly better, but because there's a lot less money coming out. Now you may say to you, immediately, all right, why doesn't my person offer me this why don't i have institutional fees funds and the answer is they can if they choose to do so they tend to shy away from that because there's not as much excess money left over or excess fees left over to pay the corporation behind them to, to, to pay the broker dealer behind them um, in addition institutional funds are no commission uh, whereas with the retail fund they generally pay a, a commission now, some of you are going, well, I'm in a no-load fund. I know I'm okay. A no-load fund essentially means there's no commission. They have the same fees internally. There is no, there's no such thing as a no-load fund. Uh, they have the same fees internally. And those of you that are going, yeah, 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 you're just, yeah, we can prove it to you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I <clears throat> we, we have got the tools, and the software to be able to compare our portfolios and – the exact portfolio that you're in, we have the capability to put them side by side, show what the expense factor is that you're paying. I mean, per fund and everything.
1: Well, uh, I mean, literally, if you call and say, "I've got X, Y, D, and Fidelity Magellan," how much am I paying? Yeah, you can go to Fidelity Magellan. You yourself can go to Fidelity's yeah. website and figure it out. If you, if you, if you feel so inclined, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: uh, and it's right, it's right there. You just, you, you know, you got to take the time to do you just it. just got but, to better
1: read a perspective. Yeah, but yeah. it's right there. Yeah. So while I'm harping on this, the bottom line is this. If you're going to invest your money, why pay two and a half to 4% to And those of you that are going, no, I'm only paying 1%, that's not true. You're only paying, well, it is true, but you're only paying 1% to the person handling your money that is not inclusive of Wall Street and the mutual fund fees. So our question to you is, why would you pay 25 to 4% in fees when you could pay 1.1% to 4%? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, We had a very interesting conversation, uh, I don't know, about a month, two months ago, just before the end of the year, where a gentleman came to us with a fairly sizable portfolio and was paying – Oh, almost forty thousand dollars a year in fees. And we ran the numbers and he would have paid us about what, fifteen thousand dollars Between twelve and fifteen thousand, yeah. somewhere in that so, range, So less than half, basically. Yeah, yeah. And when he went back to his um person, uh his broker dealer, they immediately dropped their fees to our level. And so he ended up staying with them because you know, he had a relationship with them, honestly he had a rush with them and all that but my point is if they had the ability to do that why didn't they do that from day one
2: why did it take somebody else pointing out that they weren't doing it and why did it take him i don't want to say threatening to leave but you know threatening to leave for them to do the right thing by him and charge that lower fee Mm-hmm. And, and I'm and I'm I don't know this for a fact and you know we're speaking very vaguely here I would be really curious to know if he's actually paying
1: a lower fee yeah I, I bet he's not but anyway um, but so you so and all this in this is the biggest impact <clears throat> on your investment return. it's not uh, the wisdom of your investment person it's the fees that you're paying and you can pay less than one percent a year if you're so inclined. Or you can pay two and a half four percent a year. Totally up to you. Uh, the really scary thing is that the average investment advisor, those that don't have any um, uh, any credentials, so to speak, uh, don't know that you're paying that. They truly believe you're only paying one percent.
2: I was I was just about to mention that. You read my mind. We we've run into several people before. That you know have gone back and, and spoken with their advisor and brought up concerns about the fees and their advisor is adamant that yeah you're only paying one percent I mean they and that because they don't know any different and that's that's concerning I mean if if your advisor doesn't even know what you're paying
1: well you it's know. a it's a tangled web we weave on Wall Street
2: it is yeah um, it's, it's purposely done that way to be to appear complicated and convoluted and out of out of uh, out of reach to the average consumer
1: but part of the reason why we nag at you about get a cfp a certified financial planner as opposed to investment advisor is because cfps are taught this stuff Mm -hmm. and we're taught to understand the the relationship between what a client pays and what a client gets back and so it's in our best interest to to keep you happy and keep you with us and here's the really oxymoronic thing if we give you the cheapest fee there is, we still get paid the same thing as the investment advisor does. The The, the people that are making the money off you uh, is Wall Street and the people above your investment advisor. It's not him or her.
2: It's not the person you talk to on a, yeah, on a weekly yeah. basis or whatever. Uh, it's the
1: people above him or her. And so uh, you're not going to hurt him, he or she by demanding these lower fees Uh, he's gonna get paid the same thing essentially if you have questions about this if you don't believe it (laughs) uh give me a call at 252-746-6785 again that's 252-746-6785 or drop us a line at www.thejournersgroup.com uh this is something we don't say lightly uh we can show you line by line what you're paying uh, I mean, it's just, it's just that cut and dried. If gas was $2.95 on the other side of town and it was $3.20 closest to your house, would you drive across town to get cheaper gas? Oh, heck yeah. Then why aren't you treating your investments the same way? I don't get it. I mean, you literally are paying... Uh, if it's a big portfolio, tens of thousand of dollars a year, you're throwing them away, and in to a it, nameless entity, basically, yeah,
2: and in excessive fees. That again, you're paying somebody. I'm talking about the fund manager. You're paying somebody to do a job that research has shown. This is not. This is not our opinion. This is not. This is research has shown that person can't possibly attain their goal day after day, and so you're you're paying money to somebody who can't to do a job that they can't possibly do all the time and to me that's just that's wasted money i mean you're you're just you're throwing good money after bad
0: um, um
1: and again most of you right now are going yeah, yeah i don't believe that it's easy to prove yeah oh it's very easy to prove. The, the, the I, I would challenge you all call us on
2: it yeah call us on it or if, if you want to do this on your own when you get home tonight or sometime this weekend whatever um take a look at your last statement you got from your person from your firm whoever it is and take all of the mutual funds that you're in and they'll all have a ticker symbol and if they don't you can just punch in the name in google you know it may be uh we we're picking on fidelity it's just the first one that comes to mind nothing wrong with fidelity it may be the fidelity u.s growth mutual fund or whatever i don't know what it's called punch that into google and there will be the first one of the first options will be the mutual fund prospectus page on fidelity's website one of the and the thing you're looking for is the expense ratio or the expense factor, and it's right there. And you can go line by line down all of your investments and see what exactly each of those funds is costing you. Or again, if you don't want to do it yourself, call us. Yeah. We'll,
1: we'll we will do it for you and prove it but, to you. But th- that is that is fees that you you are, are paying. Um, and you know over time, over your lifetime, those things add up. They add up quick. Yeah. Again, give us a challenge. Call us, 252-746-6785. Not trying to really, I, I I really hate to harp on this, but it's such a critical part of your investment portfolio. And particularly when we have a down market, you need to minimize what you're paying to other people to handle your money. Uh, why Why pay more than, than, than you know than you have to? You know? yeah, crazy. Crazy. I uh, hear my music in the air, so it's time for me to quit harping about fees and ease out of here. I appreciate y'all visiting with us today and look forward to chatting with you next week. Until then, this is Tommy Pate. And this is George Pate. Taking, taking care, care of business.